Yo, it's Layla Anonymous. You're watching 100 Miles From Home with Cul-de-Sac. I don't remember the night, but this feeling got me thinking we could be good and die. Way far back where we We finished the trifecta with this one. Well, I couldn't think of a better person to do the season finale with than uh, Mr. Leo Anonymous. Thank you. Am I right? Yeah, so I know you said a couple weeks ago, you said you had the Rock tweet cooking. So I can't wait till we get to that. That's going to be like the cherry on top of all of this. I think it's going to be a surprise. I don't think you're going to expect it. You know, some of the Rock tweets, you know, everyone has had good Rock tweets. You know, I think... Elijah Day had a pretty good one. He he dropped a pretty good rock one-liner and stuff like that. Some of the people I was surprised, you know, they had a, you know I won't say weak rock tweets, but they had interesting ones. So I'm I'm definitely interested to see where it can go. But uh, by having you on, you, we get the third member of Cul-de-Sac on here, yep. and uh, uh, I think it's it'll be cool to compare all the uh, origin stories between each person. I think, and sorry guys, I think maybe we'll get the most accurate out of you, I'm hoping. 100%. You Is there some the discrepancies that you noticed in the other two? Yes, <laughs> mainly with Chomsky. Yeah, uh, no, just kidding. Um, but let's get into that. Like, uh, Tell me, in kind of like in, in your words, like how that kind of started, and then also just we'll segue to you into just how you got involved in, in music and like your background with that. Okay, um, so... It all really started, like the formation of cul-de-sac started with me and Jadoni. Mm-hmm. I'd known Jaden for probably like a year or so. We went to HCC together. Yeah. And I was, I wanted to like rap and make music, but I had like no idea what to do. I was like, I feel like I'm so alone. Sure. And he said, you know what? I'll be your manager. Mm. So at first, Jadoni was not supposed to be a rapper. He was supposed to be my manager. And he said his prototype was like Earn from Atlanta. Okay. He was like, that's, he's like, that's what we could be like, Earn and Paperboy, I'll do it. So that happened for all of two days. <laughs> and then he said, yeah, you know what? I don't think I want to be a manager anymore. Right. I want to rap. I said, yeah. Especially I him. He's a natural performer. I can't picture yeah. him in that manager role. So I think that was when he went on a trip to New York. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd hit him up about it, and I said, you know what? We need to find, like, as many people as we can that are good, that, like, have not nothing going on, but, like, not enough to where they can say, like, I'm not committed to this. So I thought back, and I met Chomsky before I met Jadoni, but it was kind of like a brief passing. We played basketball a couple times at the Emerton Rec Center, Mm -hmm. but I never, like, actually talked to him till I needed some um, artwork for an EP I was working on. EP never came out, but um, first time I met Chomsky, which is nobody, like, only him, like, only he seems to believe me and remember <laughs> it, but he got in my car, he's like, yo, I'm gonna go to Burger King, I'm starving. First time meeting him. I don't yeah. know why, so I said, yeah, all right, fine. So I go there, it was never running the 10-piece nugget for 150 I get a 10-piece, you know, I was strapped for cash. I, sure. I was a full-time student, not working, spending all the money I had <laughs> right. on music. Right. Chomsky says... I'll take a double Whopper meal <laughs> and a 10-piece nugget, large fry and drink. And he said, man, I don't have any cash. <laughs> and that was the first time I met him. And then That's quite later, the introduction, yeah. Yeah, we get back to HCC, and he says, you mind taking me home? My mom won't be here for another couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> and so I said, yeah, all right, I'll take him home. And that was how I met Chomsky. Now, around that time, I'd actually met who was our producer and engineer at the time, M, mm-hmm. I'd uh, met him because I was doing a music video, and that one actually never came out either for an uh, old, 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 old song I made under a different alias called The Maybe Story, and he gave me a couple beats from a beat pack. I really liked it, and so Josiah said that he was going to hit him up. I said, nah, I'll do it, mm-hmm. and then one day we went, to, we went to Panera Bread in a storm. Panera Bread was disgusting, so we said, let's go to IHOP. Cul-de-sac was formed. <laughs> And that's how it started. Right there in the IHOP. Yep. It's cool to see you guys, and I said this to everybody, but like uh, the more and more I see you guys are not like that I saw you guys perform and stuff like that. Like the thing that I think is so cool is to see like three people that are 
have the same mindset, you know what I mean? The same just all-in mentality or attitude and yeah. stuff like that. Like, that's the one thing that I have said to, you know, a mutual friend of ours who was on the podcast as well, Lamore Stevens and stuff like that recently, that, like, being around you guys and, like, and doing some of, like, the collaborative stuff that we've done, like, makes me want to work harder because, like, I... I think that I work hard and stuff like that. And then you guys, like every time you see you, it's, you know, you're working on music, but then you're also like, oh, I got this idea for this. Or like, we're going to try and do this show. It just seems like there's a constant flow of that. Talk to me about that. Like, uh, what's that like to just constantly be scheming and thinking of stuff? And, 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 and what is that like, I guess, just to be all in with it? Um, honestly, and I know for sure with Jadoni, it comes from the pure desire to want to be the best. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the fact that other people can think that they're better than me because they've True. made it farther than I'm at at the point. So it's like me and Jadoni, we, we, all the time, I'm, I'm constantly hitting him with ideas. If, if you were to look in his phone, there are probably at least 100 song ideas that I've sent him that probably won't ever come out. Right, right. Probably like 15 that have come out and maybe some more that will come out. If you start to look at, um, you know, um, Soul Fruit, you look at his stuff, mm -hmm. you'll see a whole. He, ha I think he's connected to two different, um, two different shared notes in my phone. Yeah, and I have just ideas for multiple projects right now, and I can say it because I've confidently gotten ahead of it. Right, I'm, um, I'm about four projects in this year. Wow, three completed, one still in the work. Wow, so we we we've been working and taking yeah. it out. No, I've seen it just in the days that I've been fortunate enough just to kind of sit in and hang out. Like, it's cool to see kind of that process. Like, even the other night when I was there and, and you had got something down, like, that was cool just to see it kind of go from nothing to something and stuff yeah. like that. Talk to me about kind of, like, some of the influences you guys have. I know there was a, a few weeks ago on Instagram you had posted some of your influences and you were asking people yeah. who they were influenced by. Like, talk to me uh, about that, not even just from other artists in the genre but maybe just from art in general i know talking from jadoni um there's a lot of comparisons or, or or not so much comparisons but just things that you may pull even from tvs or movie or other outside mediums of art that kind of reflect onto your style talk to me kind of about that um okay it's it's gonna be kind of weird sure but, you know i know that's a, it's a loaded question i'm sure when i think of what makes up cul-de-sac yeah i only think of the 96 bulls mm -hmm. that that is always my mindset when i think of the people that make up who Lael anonymous is because there's just so many sides to, to how i i'm trying to portray myself as an artist and, sure. and who i believe i am First one has got to be the Michael Jordan mentality in, in me. That's mm -hmm. in Jadoni and Chomsky, where it's like, oh, you think I can't? It's like, right. oh, I can't remember his name, but there was a guy. <laughs> he he kind of was trying to play Michael Jordan, and I think the next half, Michael Jordan dropped like 40 on him. Right, right. And like, that's always my mentality. Anytime that I think, and it, it's kind of sick. It's kind of sick, but I, sometimes in my mind, like, we're like at the show we're performing, um, at the show we just did. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think in my head, these people think that I'm going to be the one that failed. <laughs> right, so in right. My, I psych myself into it because I always want to see how far I can get. And like, I don't know, it, Michael Jordan's always been an inspiration there. Do you feel like you put like that pressure on yourself and that helps you kind of perform or, or to meet like those expectations that you have for yourself? Like, do you feel like by being like all oh, these people want to see me fail and I'm going to prove they're wrong? Do you kind of use like that? chip on your shoulder in, in a way to kind of push it forward definitely oh, yeah 100 percent. i use the i would say um a, a conversation i know i've had with jadoni too that chip on the shoulder is yeah. it is the thing that's like driven us we we both feel like you know especially over the past couple of years this year things are kind of changing we feel like sure we kind of gotten overlooked. People like, oh, people who make music out here, everybody knows it, but they would like, you know, people are like overlooking us. I'm like, right, you overlook me, right, right. So you know, that's always the chip on our shoulder mindset. Do you ever feel like on the reverse side though, and this is just me wanting to know because I kind of think of this for myself too. Like, do you ever see the negative side of it? Like, do you ever feel like sometimes that because you're so driven and you're working on like that? 
uh, chip on your shoulder, like take the show, for example, that you guys did a few weeks ago, and we can get into that more. Like, do you feel like because you're so driven and motivated and operating with that chip on your shoulder that you're not able to like kind of smell the roses like in moments like that and appreciate it? Or do you find time to kind of reflect on that and be like, all right, this is cool. We were able to put this together and I'm doing this cool thing. Um, yeah, it's and that comes kind of where the other side of of who I am kind of comes into play. Yeah, I'm all about balance. Mm-hmm. So it's at times, and sometimes I do kind of like lose control of it. But I'll work, 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 and then I look up and I'll say, you know what, I'm about a good 400 feet back from where I just came from. Right. It's I can look up and say, good job, get some ice cream, then get right. back to it. Yeah, I only ask because I know that that was something that I struggled with, like playing music for a long time. Because kind of the same thing, right? Like playing in a band like uh and going on tour and feeling like you're doing all the things that you're supposed to be doing you know like all right like this is like the roadmap to being successful right and and same for you like not being like the cool band or the ones that's getting the opportunities and then you'll get some opportunities and you feel like things are changing and then you know you put out a new album or something like that and then you kind of ride that wave and then it kind of mm-hmm. ebbs and flows and stuff like that and i I did the same thing. Like I always say, I didn't operate with like a chip on my shoulder. I always said it was more like a mountain. But I feel like at a time, like it started to kind of be bad. You know what I mean? Like it was like, it kind of didn't allow me to enjoy like, you know, and I'm sure you can re- relate, like getting up and performing and doing like being a musician and stuff like that. Like it's a thing that like very few people get to do, right? Like think of the billions of people that live on this planet. Like how many people will have gotten to like, set up a show and go on stage and do it not once not twice multiple times and stuff like that like it's got to be like one percent or less or something like that so i always try to remind myself like enjoy this because it's like a unique experience and stuff like that you know what i mean so um and not to get too hard into that like grind mindset you know yeah um let's talk about the chaos theory the show that you guys had a couple weeks i know that there's some things coming up in the future um, that you guys are working on, and, and we can tease that a little bit later. But uh, talk to me about that. Like, what was that like, not only from just being able to perform, but being a major component and setting it up and getting the different artists, especially in the time that we're in now, where that was kind of, I think for me, that was the first, like, concert thing I went to since all this happened. Um, what was that like? I was, that was actually really... Um it was really fun. Like the only way I could kind of even describe it is kind of like, um, what's the movie? Uh, Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Every day, me, Jadoni, we're on the phone probably 80% of the day. Yeah. Back and forth. Okay, did you talk to this person? Okay, we talked to this person. We got this practice coming up. We got to, you know, get in contact with Mir Fontaine. That was, you know, Jadoni was the one talking to him. Sure. So I'm like, okay, you say this to him, tell him we can get this. They need this. All right, we got to do this back and forth. So like, right. like the probably like the two weeks before the show, oddly enough, is when it started to calm down. But like the first four weeks of when we announced it mm-hmm. was nonstop, nonstop, yeah. nonstop. And then right. like... It got to a point where me and you done like, oh, we actually got to perform now. Right. So like the last two weeks, we kind of focused in on the performance. Right. Like, oh yeah, we're not just setting it up. We're like one of the headliners. Like, yeah, yeah. But it was it was fun uh, performing. That was probably the most fun I've had performing like ever. It's it was it was really fun. Yeah. The audience was really fun. All the people backstage, like it was it was a cut up. Everything was fun, mm-hmm. man. All of it. Yeah. Yeah, I would say all around just immaculate vibes from everybody it was cool i've seen you guys perform once before years ago but it was cool to see you guys in this rendition like really do your thing i love the fact that you guys play with a band and that it's cool you know like soul fruit who's been on before and uh, devin who's another friend of mine being a part of that with you guys and kind of seeing that it was like a cool just group effort you know with you guys there at the helm and uh it was awesome to be there and shoot some videos and you can find them on uh, the cul-de-sacs page as well as elijah day as well and the other artists um what was that like i know I, we kind of just hit on that with like smelling the roses but were you able to kind of do that be like you know covid and all the hard work that you put in to set this up like you said 80 percent of the day on the phone was it cool to kind of see the fruits of the labor come to fruition in that night oh it was it was beautiful it was absolutely beautiful and thank you to everybody everybody that came thank you so much uh we were so grateful it was such a good time but yeah it was it was a really beautiful night it was 
something that I think I'll, um, not just me, but all of us will be able to look back and say, you know, like this was the start of something very, very beautiful. Yeah. And I'm glad that everyone was there. No, for sure. For sure. Talk to me about um, kind of not just in and of itself, the uh, kind of like the alias change. Mm-hmm. But what does that represent beyond just like a name? In the past, was it Lael Turner? Was yeah. that what it was? So, and now you're Lael Anonymous. What does that represent beyond just, I'm sure there's more than just, hey, I changed my name. You know, mm-hmm. well, kind of talk to me about that. Well, um, so the way that I view art, mm-hmm. I feel... Um, and this is just me, and I, I put extreme importance on all the things that I do in my mind. Yeah. So I think the first thing that was important was for me to introduce myself, yeah. introduce who I was as an artist, the things kind of that motivated me, the stories that I had to tell mm-hmm. and that I hadn't previously been able to tell right. So I, it, it came all to a culmination when I dropped at the top of 2020, this mixtape changed my life. Mm-hmm. And um, that was kind of the homage, the end of Leo Turner coming out as just like who I am. Like this is all me. So what comes into play with Leo Anonymous is I feel that the only issue with me being Leo Turner is I'm only thinking from my perspective. Sure. So when I'm coming from Lael Anonymous, I'm removing myself. And I, I say that the only way that you can really see the truth is to remove yourself from it and be anonymous. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where that comes from. I want to be able to tell the truth about how I see things, about how other people see things, and about really what I'm going through. Because there's a lot of things that, you know, you know if, if they said, hey, Kyle, what do you, how do you really feel? You may right. not want to tell everybody how Kyle feels. Sure. So when I'm Lael Anonymous, I can kind of hide behind that and, and kind of be more honest. Right. And like speak for yourself, but beyond the, like, but also from beyond yourself, yeah. like in a way. And I'm sure too, like even just from an artistic uh, standpoint, like being just you and kind of being put like, I guess, in that box of just speaking from your perspective and things like that, I'm sure switching it up opens up a ton of creative opportunities and stuff yeah. like that. Um, you guys put out a mixtape earlier, you and Jadoni, called uh, uh, 2020 with Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about that, like the process of, of that. I know like it was something that uh, I'm sure a lot of work went into, and, and I know that you had uh, um, M, right, who, who yeah. uh, did the producing and stuff like that. Um, it's awesome. It's like something that I constantly have in my rotation and stuff like Thank that. You. I always joke and say it's like, hard for me to listen to like my friends music just because it's like my friends you know what i mean but like that i'm able to just i'm like i'm able to just jam this because it's good you know um talk to me kind of about that i like the uh duality of it that like uh you guys did it together and then there's like tracks like bloody that's like just you or something like that but then there's other tracks where you guys are together Mm -hmm. and then there's a track like uh i guess like baby driver or something like that where it's just chidoni and stuff like that i like how you did that, like everyone, you know, you had like the group songs and other features from people like uh, Elijah Day and Chomsky and like that, and then uh, had this, the single songs as well as the uh, together songs. Like, kind of talk to me about how that came to be. All right. Um, well, and this is important moving forward in like the cul de sac lore that that was the end of what we call phase one. Mm hmm. Um, and I felt like it was really important for me to announce like Lael Anonymous before that. Yeah. Um, and there, so that way everybody could get introduced to the new phase too. But really, and I don't know if Jadoni ever really, I don't believe he did. We actually kind of envisioned there's a whole concept behind 2020 with Steve Buscemi. It was supposed to be like, this is kind of like... Um, they're called gap years Mm -hmm. where you just go and travel and all that stuff. Like this was our gap year in um, music where we're getting to go and hang out with Steve Buscemi. The whole idea of the tape is actually supposed to be us kind of going on this summer of crime with Steve Buscemi Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of, it's kind of very, um, very thinly veiled, just a coming of age story of us in cul-de-sac. Interesting. I like how you guys do that. Like you weave in lore and, and, and things. I don't know. I just appreciate that. Like there's something that's cool about artists. Just like here's the music and that's it. But I like how you guys uh, do things like that or even just the way that you guys present yourself. Like I think it's just different. And I think that that's like a good just 
I don't know. The thing that came to my mind is that, and I don't know why this, it's like the period at the end of the sentence. Like, it just feels, like, right, and it just is, like, a statement, like, kind of in a way. And I just appreciate that. That's, like, uh, not something you see a lot of artists doing, especially artists that are, like, still independent artists that kind of, like, uh, have, like, the vibrato to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think, But I think it's super important, right? Like, because it does set you apart from the pack, right? Um I know that there's not probably a ton that you can say, but I uh, definitely wanted to hit on it. What are kind of the, you said phase two, like what are the future plans now for not only cul-de-sac, but for yourself? And, and I'm sure you can't give away too many specifics, but just for anyone that's watching, um, what can they expect from cul-de-sac coming up this fall? I'm going to get real specific with the first one because okay. I'm going to need everybody watching to put some pressure on them. Okay. We got a Chomsky EP coming out top of next year. Let's go. Another one I want you to put some pressure on because it's in the works. I've heard I've heard every track so far and I love it. The Jadoni project, it's in the works. You have a three act project coming from me. Wow. Um, yeah, we have a lot that a lot of stuff like that. We have other smaller projects we're working on, but we're looking for 2021 to be oh, 2022 to be a very full year. Yeah, I mean even that. some of the things that I've heard, like I, I'm just like, how do you wow okay how do you guys keep up with this and stuff like that but it's cool to see and you know there's a ton of cool things coming across the board um hashtag chomsky pressure chomsky pressure you heard it here forget about tweet the rockets <laughs> chomsky pressure today um where can people find you online uh and stuff like that whether it be spotify instagram any kind of socials that you uh that you want to plug here um you can find me on all social media at l-a-e-l anonymous all of it, Lael Anonymous. I appreciate that. It's so much easier for us where it's just one thing and it's streamlined and it's a good marketing sense. Um, as always, I'm sure as you can expect, you know, you're not off the hook quite yet. We have some uh, segments planned and mm -hmm. uh, we'll get more into this when we get back from our break. But I think some of my past guests are going to have a bone to pick with me because, you know, some of them we made eat jelly beans and stuff like that and, you know, and, and maybe just got beverages at most, but Lael really, really lucked out here. And we had to go big for the, the season finale, and we'll get more into that. So if you're ready, we have uh, some wonderful segments that we can jump into. I'm ready. Okay, we'll be right back. Till I wet that. <laughs> and then it gets wet. And you're not just getting a Bev check. You're also getting a food out, all wrapped okay. in one. You're getting a little two-course meal. I thought about making it a three-course meal with the jelly bean as the dessert, but after hearing about your prior jelly bean comments, I've decided yes. to uh, pull that from the menu. Thank um, God. <laughs> plus, I wouldn't want to put a damper on this uh, very sweet, literally sweet um, lineup that we have. So if you're ready, we can we can get right into it. And I was thinking maybe, you know, just to start, we could start with a couple, with a beverage. Um the theme for this one is uh, chocolate milk. I don't know. Are you a big chocolate milk fan? Love chocolate milk. Okay, me too. Um, love me some chocolate milk. So the first one we have here, it's actually chocolate milk in a can, which is very interesting. It's the uh, Slate Chocolate Ultra Filtered Milk, and it's also lactose-free for anyone with some uh, dietary things. There's zero grams of added sugar, and it's naturally chocolate-flavored. The one thing we've learned on this show is usually when things don't have sugar and stuff like that, they usually aren't that good. But we have a contrast that is, like, extremely sugary. So if you'd like to crack this first one, we, right. could, uh, we could get right into it. It says shake gently. So maybe give it a little bit of a... A little bit of a... That was, that was the interesting. sound. Yeah. The sound oh, already. Right. Let's see. Smart. Oh, here. Uh, all right. Let's see. Good pour sound. Good pour? Yeah. I was thinking if there was any other chocolate milks in a can, and I said Yoohoo, but Yoohoo is kind of like chocolate water, not so much chocolate milk, you know what I mean? It's chocolate drink. Right. I wouldn't know if I would really say that it's milk. Like Subway bread. It's, it's not right. really bread. All right. There's our, uh, I'll keep this right here. If you, uh, being COVID safe with our glasses, get a little, little cheers. A little. To the All-Father. I have some opinions about this. 
Let me get another one though. Mm. Here's my initial thing. Well, good initial sip. Uh-huh. Not good aftertaste. Oh yeah. The aftertaste to me tastes almost kind of like medicine. Are you getting that at yeah. all? Yeah. I was gonna say if you ever tasted like if there was diet chocolate milk, right? Th- it this, has yeah, like that diet aftertaste. Yeah, it, exactly. It does have like that kind of artificially diet aftertaste. I was I was surprised though. Let's let's take a look at the nutrition facts here. So. 120 calories, so I guess it kind of... I don't know, I'm bad at that. That's pretty good, right, for, like, chocolate milk. Um, 20 grams of protein, 1 gram of total fat. So, I guess if, you know, oh, it's keto-friendly. So, I guess if for some reason you were, like, trying to be healthy, well, my first recommendation would probably just be don't drink chocolate milk. But mm-hmm. if, you, if you had to, this would probably be the one, you think? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't really know any other healthy chocolate milk. Right, right. Honest. I, I'm a fan of, I just got some of, like, the Nesquik powder. I used to love the Nesquik yeah. powder. I'm going to get one more. It's not bad. Yeah. I'm getting, like, a... You know when you were a kid and you had to have, like, the antibiotic that was, like, pink? I'm getting, like, that aftertaste yeah. a little bit. You see, I don't mind drinks that make me grimace sometimes. Right. But, you know. If you had to give this some form of a letter grade... What would you give it? Um, I'm gonna say solid, solid C. Okay, yeah, I think that's what I would do. C, C minus. It, the first sip was great, but each time it has like diminishing, yeah. diminishing returns. Okay, well, that was our slate diet chocolate milk. The next one, uh, I will say this one I had a little bit of a privy to, to have. Uh, I was at the store yesterday and got this. And it looks so good, I had to get myself an extra, and I had it last night. So okay. I w- I'll try not to spoil it at all. But uh, I saw this, and it just it screamed to me. Like, it just, it's the uh, Snickers low-fat chocolate milk. So it looks like it's got kind of a Snickers, not just chocolate, but, you know, peanut butter, caramel, whatever uh Me and Snickers have, like crazy relationship yeah me too are you a big snickers guy i am but yeah. it also snickers have gotten me in some of the most trouble i think i've ever been in okay i'd like to hear it's a crazy story if you're about to eat maybe pause it eat your food come back okay. to this. i mean i'm intrigued let's go yeah so my dad used to love um like they used to have like those snicker cakes yeah and I, at eight years old, was really into science and just really into everything. So I said, I wonder what happens if I pee in a cup and put it in the fridge. Okay. So I peed in the cup, That's about put a, it in the about fridge. a thing to be interested about. Wasn't yeah. pleased with the results. Ah. I was like, still too pee. Right. So I peed and put it in the freezer. Oh. This is where it gets hairy. Okay. Didn't have a top on it. Hmm. Didn't realize that it was on top of my dad's Snickers cake. I just put it in the freezer. So he wakes up and he said, Leo, I saw you were trying to make an icy. Kind of spilled everywhere. He's like, he's like, yeah. I said, oh, that wasn't the icy. He said, what do you mean? I said, it, that was my pee. <laughs> and he immediately starts, he starts gagging. He's like, I ate the chocolate spilled on my cake. <laughs> and yeah. No, I thought he was at least going to catch it. Before it was, hmm. Yeah. So are you, are you able, are you scarred by Snickers? Are you able to? I still love it, though. Okay. I still love it. My my grandma, like, is crazy, like all grandmas are, and she, like, knows that, like, I mentioned to her probably, like, once in my life that I like Snickers, so now, like, every year for Christmas, she gets me, like, the most ridiculous bag of Snickers, <laughs> and, like, I like Snickers, but not like that anymore, and I kind of just have to be like, oh, thank you, <laughs> like, I appreciate it, so Snickers and me... We have a complicated relationship as well. Get some new glasses. That way we can just have a accurate representation of uh, flavors here. Um, here, I'll, let me give it a shake and a pour. There's the, uh, you should have seen it already. But this one, way more unhealthy. 250 calories. Way more fat. But that probably means it's better. Yeah, definitely means it's better. Definitely.
I have I have nubs for now, so I had to. Oh, thank you. Also, when I opened it yesterday, Chris said I opened it like a psychopath. Because it was just like I ripped the entire thing off. That's the only way I opened Christmas right. gifts. Yeah, you should see me getting like Amazon packages. <laughs> it's rough. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that poor. That's the poor. Yeah. Thicker. It's a good sign. Right off the bat, you can just tell that this is going to destroy that one. All right. Another little cheers. To the All-Father. Hmm. Right. So it's not what you would expect, right? Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Kind of throws you for a curveball. Did you have it last night, Grace? Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, this is liquid Snickers. It, it pretty much is, right? Yeah. Do you get like a hint of like a coffee taste at all? Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I noticed, but I think it's just like the caramel, the caramel kinda. with the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> this one I'm about. This one I feel like it's one of those things where you would like simultaneously have to be drinking like a glass of water though, because it is yeah. just so rich. You know what I mean? And. You see now this really throws me it throws me off. Right. I was not expecting that. Hmm. It's got a nuttiness to it. Right. It's you know, it's not bad. The nuttiness, but it's like, whoa. I mean I should expect it because it says Snickers, but Right. See when I drank it I was expecting just like straight chocolate, but I don't know why, because obviously there's more to a yeah to a Snickers than just chocolate. Hmm. Alright, well if you had to give this one some kind of a letter grade compared to the C that you gave the uh, slate, what what would you uh what would you give it? It's gonna be crazy. Okay. I'm gonna go C minus. Wow. I'm gonna go C minus. So you actually like the slate one better than the Snickers one? And for the reason you said, it's so rich that I think if I were to drink a whole bottle, yeah. I would it would be a lot. I drank a whole bottle yesterday and about like the last one third I did it just for semantics. Like I felt like I had to finish it. The first third was great. The second third Started to yeah, go off the rails a little bit. All right. Well, I'm surprised. You know, I if I had to give the edge, I think I would give it to the Snickers. But it would be like if this is a C plus, this is like a B minus. They're very, uh-huh. very close. Awesome. Well, in case you haven't gotten sugar overloaded thus far, I promise that there's also going to be a food out accompanied to this bev check. So we're going to go ahead and uh, make some room here. Um, you want to clear off the uh, table here first? Thank you. You see, I give better ratings than, oh, that's fire. Take that, Elijah Day. Yeah, he, he, he did say all that. I mean, to mm. be fair, those were some, some banging french fries that we got. Me, me and him, we have, we have a, a rivalry. Right. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. If I text you that WID, you better text back, yes, sir. I'm writing <laughs> everything that you need, Elijah Day. <laughs> Alrighty. Now, this one... I'm excited about. We're going to be all proper here with our our napkins and uh, some clean forks. There you go, Mr. Leo. I know this is where I get into my bag. Yes, so we have uh, two uh, cupcakes here chopped down the middle. um, And we'll go over which one's which. And I may need uh, Grace to clarify because... We forgot when we were preparing them, and we had to look at the wrapper to make sure we knew which one was the right one. So if you want to start, let's start maybe with this more basic-looking one. This one, I believe, is from uh, Sweet 27. It's a local bakery here in Baltimore. We like to keep our uh, attention to some local places, and you'll see their information on the screen. Don't need to do any kind of chains or anything like that. So if you're, if you're ready, we can go right into it. I believe it's a cookies and cream flavored. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting, all right. Peculiar. It's weird for as rich as it looks, it kinda lacks in like flavor. You know what I mean? 
and we got it at like five o'clock today <laughs> you know like so it's pretty it's pretty fresh but yeah i'd be interested to try maybe some other flavors i don't know if it's just what gets me is the texture of the frosting yeah it's like kind of hard yeah, in a sense it was i didn't think it was gonna hit me like that i'm a big texture person with me too and the cake part is like uh, honestly it's kind of bland did you have a chocolate like one chocolate chip in yours because I definitely had, like, one chocolate chip. I think so, yeah. Interesting, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, the frosting is just, it, it honestly throws me off. Yeah. It's, like, got a little bit of a mintiness to it as well. I did get that a little bit, yeah. It's not what I was expecting. I was expecting, like, a when I see a cupcake like that that's just got the bright white frosting, I expect, like, just an overload of super rich sugar to the yeah. point where you're like, oh, but I, it was actually kind of, I don't know, dampened like a little bit. It felt like interesting. Got a, uh, got a letter grading for that. I'm going to go see for that one as well. Okay. Somewhere, just somewhere. Okay. I would agree. I think maybe just an off day. I feel like maybe I would be interested to try uh, some other flavors that they had. But uh, What was the name of this one again? Oh, Sweet 27. Sweet 27. It's right here in Remington, here in Baltimore. Um, I shot. I, I like them. Yeah, yeah. I think, didn't we, didn't, we, didn't we get some extras just because we didn't want to get one cupcake? What flavors do we have? It was like a carrot cake or something like that? Um, yeah, I had them before. Carrot cake and then... Gotcha. Were they good? What good? The, yeah. And they have like a bar as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, this one, though, this one looks a little more interesting. And this is actually from um, Charm City Cakes. If you know the guy, like the bald guy on the Food Network that's from Baltimore that does, like, the Cake Boss or Cake Wars or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, he, he owns that. Okay. So, Let's see what we get it's kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This one's a little more cakey, you know what I mean? Does that make oh, sense? Yeah. The icing. <laughs> he did it. They really did. Yeah. I mean I would hope someone from the food network, right, would be nailing it, right? Did you want to try Grace? Yeah. Because it's like crumbling. Oh, that's fire. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I definitely, I definitely think this one is the better of the two. For sure. Oh my god, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mustache. What are you thinking for this one in terms of a letter grade? Scarlet A. I'm going to give it to him. I would agree. Had good consistency, like you said. Texture is a big thing with the frosting. The cake part was very cakey, yeah. Which I like on a. It was fluffy, but it almost kind of felt like it could be a brownie cake blend. Like it was right, that's what I was thinking. I like where it's like not too thick, but it's not too spongy at the yeah. same time. And I felt like this had a good mix. Sometimes you get like the uh, cupcakes from the grocery store, and it feels like you're just like eating air. They're like so fluffy. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. Well, there you go. You. Had a uh, had an A here on 100 miles from home. Um, yeah. Well, ho- hey, hopefully we haven't put you in a sugar coma. No. Okay, good. Uh, like I said, I was going to make you do a jelly bean, but we're not going to do the jelly bean. We're going to spare all of us Very uh, that experience. Speaking of experiences, though, it was a good segue. I'm proud of myself for that. Uh, good let's segue. talk about some paranormal experiences. Okay. And, uh, this is a uh, segment that we have called the uh, Paranormal Pause. And I kept it with just the Paranormal Pause because I didn't want it to just be ghost things or things like that. You know, someone experienced some UFOs or Bigfoot or whatever. That would be cool. As always, I'm, I'm pretty interested in that kind of stuff. Um, so I always like to see what other people kind of think about that. You told me, though, that you have some pretty crazy paranormal stories. Is that true? Yes. So, um, 
Oh man, where to begin? <laughs> okay, that's where I always like to hear it, right? Where to begin? Um, I've had like you know the typical ones where like you're asleep and it like feels like something is on you. Mm-hmm. I've had the the ones where um, which are more frightening. Mm-hmm. I'm sleeping, but I see something like a black figure standing in front of me. Ugh. Quite terrifying. I remember um, I was probably about a little thirteen ish. There was one time I was sleep, laying down, and I like I don't know. To this day, it was hard to tell if it was a dream or not. Mm-hmm. But in the door, black figure ran, jumped towards me, hit me, and like I, terrified me. Um, I had one too, is where where it was like it felt like my body, like my soul was like halfway out of my body. Interesting. As well, have you ever done like the? Uh, I don't know why this made me think of that. Have you ever like done like the uh, lucid dreaming or anything like that before? Have you ever mm, heard of that? I don't see the thing about my dreams is I I hardly ever remember them. Really? I like That's out of a hundred, maybe like one. Day. You're saying you don't really remember your dreams either. I I used to not dream a lot but recently i noticed like when i was a kid i used to dream a lot kind of in, like that teenage to young adult time i didn't but now i feel like i've been dreaming a lot more i don't know if that's a good thing i guess i'm getting that REM sleep but mine like never makes sense but i noticed i don't really have like bad dreams anymore which is good is there a certain paranormal experience that you have that stands out head and toes above the rest that you can think of yeah yeah uh so this one um I was out of the country. Okay. And I was with my father. And we were playing tennis. Uh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Not tennis. We were playing um, two square on a tennis court. Mm-hmm. And my dad noticed there were these people watching us kind of like off in the distance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it was like, what's the chance like they're actually like really watching us and not right. just anybody else just there? Out. Yeah. So... Regular day so far, except now, I'm like, I don't feel good. Hmm. It's really odd. And then next thing you know, my weak, my like, my legs get really weak. I like couldn't even stand up anymore. I just went from like totally fine playing two square to like completely like weak. This is like minutes after you saw the people. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, and then colors like what is normal sight? I now only saw green, red. Blue, like everything was like I was in like um like, like a disco ball, like it was no- huh. nothing was regular sight, and then everything started to sound really distant from me. Right, like nothing sounded like everybody was right here. I was like this close to my dad. I was like, Leo, are you okay? And I was like, I can't, I can't really hear you. I don't know what's going on. By the time they see me like that, the person to get in their car, they look at us and drive off. Don't hmm. really know, um, and I, I'll never forget because um, dad was just trying to get me back to the hotel room. Yeah. And there were people, um, there were people because he had given, he had given the, um, the, I'm forgetting the name, the people who work at the hotel, he had gave mm-hmm. them something. And so they were just coming to thank him. It was the longest thank you I think I'd ever felt in my life. Because I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm dying. Do, right. you not, uh, do you not see him holding me in his arms? Could you please let us go? But no, he, we came back. Um, I'll never forget because my dad is a minister. He prayed for me, gave me some water. I'd say about like five ten minutes later everything kind of just subsided interesting and that was probably the craziest experience i think i've had how old were you when this happened you might have mentioned i'll say about 10 11 interesting i think because i know you know what ufc 10 had just come out so i had to be 13 because i think ufc 10 came out in 2010 if i'm not mistaken they always say too like kids or younger people are always like more sensitive to that too you know i've never that's that is crazy did your dad was he like do we need to go to the hospital or anything like that but then after it faded you were like i'm good no he he was like you know leo sometimes these things happen people put stuff on you Mm -hmm. he was like you know you just his advice to me was like you know you just whenever things like that happen pray up so i was like Mm -hmm. okay man i yeah that was a terrifying experience the only i've had very few, I'm very interested in paranormal experiences, but I've had very few. I think the last time we did this with one of our guests, maybe it was Chomsky, I uh, talked about like seeing something in Mike, if you know Mike, his uh, parents' window. Um, 
The only other one I have, and it's more of like an indirect experience, and Grace, you may know what I'm talking about, is Grace's parents had just moved into like an older, they kind of bought like an old Victorian home. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of the first times I'd spent the night there. And I go to go to bed, and I told Grace in the morning that I had this dream. Or like I even woke up like in the middle of the night, and I felt like in this corner of her room, like I felt like there was like a woman there or something like that, like in my dream and stuff like that. And, like, even to the point where I think you woke up, Grace, like, I kind of did, like, the classic, like, <gasps> where you, like, sit up kind of thing. And I just, like, as I went to bed, like, I just kept staring in the corner, and it felt weird. And we were like, huh, that's weird, and think nothing of it. I think, like, a year or two goes by, and uh, Grace's mom does, like, a seamstress work for a living, and she was, uh, this woman had come over and getting stuff done, and the woman was kind of wandering around her house while she was do- doing it, and she kind of told her that she was like a medium or or um more sensitive stuff like that and she was like there's like a woman in like a red dress that i keep seeing here and that fit perfectly <laughs> without ever telling grace's mom or meeting this person exactly what i felt like i saw in the dream that, that night it, yeah that is freaky and that was it and i was like well and uh i don't know i feel like sometimes when i go there still i get a little bit of a heebie-jeebies that's how my same with my grandma's house up in her top floor of her house like it have you ever had that feeling where you feel like someone's like walking on your heels no like they feel like yeah my grandma's upstairs like the rest of my grandma's house it's like i basically grew up there like fine like the most positive feeling ever walk up to all the way upstairs to like this one area she doesn't use and it feels like there's someone like behind behind you at all times that's okay so let me ask you this question yeah do you think that like People had superpowers at some point. I th- hmm, that's that, that is actually a great question. I think that thousands of years ago, like maybe BC or something like that, humans were definitely either different than they are now, or were interacting with things. And I think I, we said this on the third podcast with Grufton, interacting with beings from outer space or a different dimension or mm-hmm. I mean look at like the pyramids and stuff like that like a lot of like these old gods and stuff like that like god of the sky and like a chariot on fire like that could maybe just be like interpreted as like an alien or something yeah. like that you know I think it's possible I definitely I'm not opposed to that what do you think I am a big believer that at one point humans had superpowers Interesting. I don't think like I, to clarify I don't think that it's like weird um like the most extreme example like thanos ish mm-hmm. but i think like almost like meta humans like people were extremely strong extremely right. fast probably could like fly maybe even do different things with their mind and matter i think and again to Leo's beliefs crazy mind i think that all of it kind of comes from being like your brain kind of getting like nerfed if you yeah. will I, I think I could see that. That's kind of what I was thinking, like, we are talking about that. Like, kind of as modern society has progressed, we didn't, with technological advances, we didn't need these superpowers anymore. Like, you know, and I think the same, like we were saying, I don't think it was like anyone was like Cyclops shooting like laser beams out their eyes, but I definitely think they had some kind of sixth sense, like, so whether that be like, you know, psychic abilities yeah. or you know strength or even something like flight or or things like that I, I i think that's definitely within the realm of possibility i think too i mean i remember one time it's random but i remember i was probably i was really young and mm-hmm. i i love superheroes my whole life love yeah. superheroes dc over marvel probably get a lot of hate over that but i used to, i <laughs> i remember because again my dad's a minister he would take me to the church with him and I, I would be at the altar praying they're like oh wow look at Leo praying they think I'm praying for something <laughs> that's not me getting superpowers right. it's all I was praying about I remember like one week I prayed every day like please just give me superpowers <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm begging you I'm begging you and you know there was like plants kind of like these like mm-hmm. the leaves and I prayed and after I prayed I just see if I can move anything on my <laughs> hands so I would put my hands places <laughs> and I remember one time I saw like a leaf move and I said, finally. And then I look up and see that the air conditioner Uh, is just on and it broke my, (laughs) it broke like my seven year old heart. I remember I said something similar to my mom. I was really big into Dragon Ball Z when I was younger. Still am. And, uh, and I, it was like around the time that like 
Trunks and Goten were able to turn like Super Saiyan and they were only like 10 years old. And I remember like asking my mom, like, not if that was possible, but like, I don't know if, if something like that could happen. Like if I could transform or something like that. And she was like, I think you've been playing too many video games. <laughs> That's crazy. I've never thought about that, right? Like it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, you always hear like when people, you know, when their adrenaline's pumping, they can do like these crazy yeah. things. Like, lift a tree off of somebody and stuff like that so it's like and there's always like the cliche i don't know if this is true but like you know we only use like 10 percent of our brain or whatever like that so i think that that's possible and i think that the rise of technology and media and stuff like that has maybe nerfed us or dampened us down a little bit i think what it takes is a complete lack of doubt i think if you have like a complete lack of doubt in your brain you could probably do like so much stuff yeah and, like, that's what I'm trying to get to. Like, I'm trying to get to a point where I, like, don't doubt. Like, if I think I'm, if I, if I want to do it, I don't think I can't do it. I just think, all right, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's got to be, like, a key to it. For sure, right? You would think, and, like, also, I'm sure just, like, environment, like, dietary things oh, yeah. as well and stuff like that. Like, I would love to just know what was going on thousands of years ago. I'm so interested by, you know... Egyptian times and stuff because a lot of it you're like is it stories that have just been translated so many times that they're hyperbole or things like that or you know were like these hieroglyphics these beings and, and stuff like that I don't know but what would you be if you could go back huh? like where would I be no like, what, like would you be like a warrior would you be mm -hmm. like anything that you could be pick the letter Maybe like a scribe or something like that. Like I, I don't know if oh, I cool. could be like a warrior or something like that. Maybe just somebody that did like a, a record keeping or something like that, or kind of was like a seer or shaman or something like that. Maybe that'd be kind of cool. Scribe's cool. Yeah, so that's cool. You know who else has superpowers? Who? Uh, so Mr. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you like that segue? That was great that was segue. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm getting a little emotional here. This is the last time we're going to say this for a little bit. Just for a little bit, though. The, you know, stay tuned. Uh, uh, for the last time this season, Mr. Leal, it is time to tweet the rock. I love saying that. It, 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 it hits home every single time that I say it. Um, I'm sure you know what comes next. If you, if you look off to your right in the yellow box, there is a piece of clothing yep. that we have prepared. Um, if you want to go ahead and grab that, uh, show the camera. I think uh, I think everybody I hope knows at this point what what's happening. Look at that jersey, one of the best purchases I've ever made. Truly, truly, people's champ. Let's people's do it. champ. Feel free to put it on, hold it up, whatever you uh, wish to do. Please, please do. Right. I'm excited, the, you know, that's why I brought it up at the beginning of the episode. I want to build up the uh, anticipation anticipation for this tweet. Yeah, I just got to make sure yeah. that I am right. Uh, We're going to insert some pictures of The Rock right here. Build up the, uh, the anticipation. All right. Okay. <coughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. It's my tweet nah, at you. Not him, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I challenge you to a duel for the People's Champion title at the Inner Harbor in Baltimore. You will smell what Anonymous is cooking. Wow. Holy shit. Did you feel the air change in the room after that? That was crazy. Well, the gauntlet has been laid down. I think if there is one... That the Rock needs to respond to, it's that one. It's not yeah. so much as a question as it is just a straight up challenge of sorts. I'm I'm gunning for the belt. Hey, I'm I scrappy. Don't, I don't blame you. The the title of the People's Champion is, you know, it's beyond just the gold belt that goes you know around the waist. It's it's a generational title. I always said this, and I don't know if you feel this way. I feel like the Rock is like our generation's Muhammad Ali. Do you feel like that to a degree? Like obviously Muhammad Ali was like. You know, a real athlete, and you know, we can that's a whole nother conversation about whether wrestlers are athletes, which they definitely are. But I feel like someone that transcended like uh, 
their sport and kind of became like a pulp pop culture yeah. icon. I feel like The Rock is kind of a The Rock like, is the, The Rock is he's put himself in such an interesting space mm-hmm. to where it's like he almost transcends being human. He really does. I mean, Honestly, like the video of him with his finger broke and then he just snapped it back in and said, all right, let's get back to work. I mean, hey, like you were saying demi-human, like demigods. Like, yeah. I mean, I think if there is accurate representation <laughs> for one, it is, it is The Rock, right? Yeah, I mean, did you, I saw this thing where it was like they were, he couldn't get out of his gate. Did you see this thing? To, oh, yeah. And he was going to be late to a movie set. So instead of like waiting for the gate person to arrive, he's such a considerate dude that he was like, I don't want to be late. And he's such a freak that he was like, I'm going to literally rip open this metal gate with my bare hands yep. and drive my pickup truck out. What a just champion. Like, what a just great guy. Like, he doesn't want to make people wait on him. He's going to have to spend a bunch of money. And then on top of that, just fucking rips open a gate. With his bare hands, yeah, he's he's definitely a Debbie human. I don't know if he's any match for me. I haven't practiced. Yeah. Well, I know right after all that, and then you say that that's true. I think I think if there's anyone that can give him a run for his money, I think it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin and you are like the two you know the two rivals that he could potentially have. If you like, you know, just for a little visual representation, we could maybe have a, take a little picture that we could send to him, and I think maybe that might get your uh, your message. Across a little bit more. Yeah, I think, I think that's you know he's gonna see that and read it, and be like, I don't know what the one guy's doing, but that guy, yeah, we could definitely, we could definitely tango down in the inner harbor. He's not gonna expect what he's not gonna expect is the distraction. Sure, I'm gonna rock bottom him into the harbor. Wow, that's what I was gonna say. What was your finisher and, and the water's right there. I think that's perfect. Do you remember uh I always think like when uh I think like CM Punk he like hit Eddie Guerrero or not Chavo Guerrero with the GTS and threw him into the uh I think John Cena threw Edge into the water one time too. Why don't you do a wrestling podcast one day? There's, there's oh, so much sure. to get to. Um Wow, I think the expectations that you had built up for that rock tweet really, really delivered. And I think I mean, hey, I think there's a chance that he could, uh, that he could. If he replies, just know I'm ready. Okay. I've been training. He's been training. He's ready. Mr. Leal Anonymous is coming for that People's Champion title. Uh, love to see it. Well, thank you, man, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having um, me. If you want to let the people know once again, we'll have it on screen where they can find you, um, you know, before you become the People's Champ, uh, you know. Yes, it is L A E L. Anonymous on all social platforms for music. You can find me there, YouTube, all that. L A E L Anonymous. And stick tuned to your socials. I'm sure you guys yeah. have some announcements coming up, I'm sure. Yeah, we have a lot of things coming up, a lot of work getting ready to be seen. Stay tuned. Um, what's it called? You know, add, put on my post notifications because we have a lot of stuff. You're going to want to be there. It's going to be crazy. Yes, definitely. Um, and uh, if you haven't seen the other episodes of the other two uh, members of Cul-de-Sac, go, uh, go back and watch those as well and piece together the puzzle. I, although I think Lael accurately represented yeah. it here. I felt no bias from his uh, introduction there. <laughs> so um, as always, you can find all of us online and 100 Miles Media on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at WoolXGod, as well as Twitter at WoolXGod. This is where I usually would say new episodes come out every other Wednesday, but this is our season finale. Stay tuned at the end of this video for a couple announcements in regards to that, and uh, we have some fun things planned. Thank you. It was great Thank having you, you and uh, it's been fun working with you guys and doing some fun stuff, and, and stay tuned, because this is the last time, I'm sure, We'll see you on the podcast or on the channel just in general. I'll definitely be back. Yes. Remember, hashtag Chomsky pressure, hashtag Jadoni pressure. There you go. That's what you needed to hear. Make sure you tweet those. Make sure you tweet The Rock, and we will see everyone next time. Us from 100 Miles would like to thank everyone for watching the first season of the podcast. It's been a pleasure to sit with our guests and learn about the incredible things that they're doing in our local community. Don't worry, we have 12 new episodes coming in season two coming later this fall with a new layout, new format, new segments. Don't worry, we're keeping one and new everything that we can't wait to show you later on this fall. 
I'd like to take the time now and say a few thank yous to some of the people that helped us make this possible. I'd like to say a big thank you to Cul-de-Sac Collective, Soul Fruit, Brendan Stevens, Mike Hale, Luke Nadeau, a few other friends of mine that have made all this possible. And as of course, my incredible partner who I couldn't have done this without. Uh, Grace, thank you, I love you for everything. Um, we will be back soon. We thank everyone for staying tuned and we'll see you then.